so for the, like the ha- last half hour, I've been silently panicking a little. Okay. Because I had a friend like can wish me happy anniversary <laughs> on Facebook. Okay. And my anniversary was like five months ago, but then I was panicking that I was wrong <laughs> and that he was right. What did we celebrate? And luckily, my wife, like I replied to him and told him that he's wrong, and I saw that my wife reacted to it, so I'm like, phew. <laughs> but there was part of me that was like, did I... How was he so wrong? Don't know. <laughs> also, doesn't Facebook tell you those kind of things? That I was looking for that, to for Facebook to reaffirm to me that my <laughs> wedding anniversary wasn't today. <laughs> I meant to him. Like, he's... I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he got one of those things like, oh, it's your friend anniversary. I don't know. To be fair, we're recording this Friday the 13th, and I'm the horror guy. Yeah. So maybe that was... Yeah, uh, yeah, that could have been it. I don't know. Hmm. 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 Um, thanks for coming over early today. That worked out awesome. <laughs> okay. When I have to work late and then also be provider of my household it was awesome like we were like all right we're gonna do it early today nope actually later than the planned time <laughs> two minutes i got here two minutes oh, late. okay okay all right i'll give it to you i only ate like two-thirds of my dinner so oh. be grateful sorry <laughs> i rushed over here are you gonna be okay <laughs> i might pass out but <laughs> well you did bring a, a pig on a spit yeah. so yeah uh I read a book this week or last week. Okay. And, and I, I made a point to save this for the podcast so you could either call me an idiot or not. <laughs> because I wanted to Google it really bad, but I didn't. You wanted to Google, am I an idiot? Yes. It would probably just say, yeah. Okay. If someone is really good at, at cards, at playing poker, but. <laughs> okay. I know exactly where this is going. Where is this going? Shark versus sharp? Yes. It's sharp. With a P. Yes. So is someone a pool sharp with a P? Or are they a pool shark with a K? I'm pretty sure they are also a sharp. Really? Because I was see like they said the word pool sharp like a hundred times in this book. Yeah. I swear. So you so you're exactly right. I thought it was shark the whole time. Am I an idiot? I was thought I was thought it was shark until I heard somebody really p- p- that P. Uh, and then I realized, oh, I, Wait, guess I love that we saying. have a device made exactly so you can't pop the peas like you're trying to do. But it, it doesn't. <laughs> it helps a little bit. Uh, so it is a pea for sure, right? Yeah, it's a sharp. What's I have lived for 33 years thinking it was card shark, which that feels like it makes sense. Uh, sure. I mean, sharks devour smaller things. So. Yeah. That's bizarre. I yeah. learned something new. Okay. I mean, to be fair, a card sharp is kind of a weird expression. Card shark sounds a little more natural. Doesn't it? And don't people like reference people as sharks, like that prey on people? I mean, predators. They call them predators. Or maybe I'm only basing to this off the fact of my my card shark. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the precipice. That was the first, that was the starting point. Yeah. And everything else is built on top of that. I mean, we often describe things as animals. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Felt dumb. Yeah. It happens. Frequently. Mm-hmm. I got to live your life a little bit today. Sweet. In that, uh, I, I've i said it before, like, I'm a software developer. I work in an office, like, but we're super laid back and everything. And 
one of the people brought in their five-year-old kid. And I spent the day hanging out with the five-year-old. So, I, I get it. So you don't have any patience anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I think that because he, you know, the father was maybe a little embarrassed or something that he brought his kid in. He was a little overly sensitive about every little thing that the kid did. Mm-hmm. It's a good kid. Yeah. He kept wanting me to play Nintendo Switch with him. And I was like, I'm sorry. I have to. My boss is right behind me. I got to. <laughs> like, I would love to. <laughs> I got to look like I'm fiddling with the a, keyboard. He's a dick. <laughs> uh, you know who else is a dick? <laughs> Not my boss. Me for making us watch these movies. <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, I always title because I use Evernote. And I always title my notes each time so I can go like Nightmare on Elm Street or sometimes I'll, if there are two movies that kind of go together, they'll just list the titles of the movie. Mm-hmm. This one is Worst Movies. <laughs> to be fair, you brought this upon yourself. So say if you. <laughs> I gave you every opportunity to avoid these. Uh, synopsis for Cabin Fever 2, Spring Fever. Uh, Which we don't really still know what synopsis means. By the way, there's an outbreak of the same virus at a school, and I don't think it's the same virus. It has completely different. It's Go ahead, spo- I'm sorry. I, I can tell you, it's supposed to be the same virus. It's supposed to be, but we're neg- we're we're arguing over the synopsis. Go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and get the synopsis, and we'll get into it. Uh, yeah, outbreak in a school, and everybody dies except for a couple kids. Well, one kid. Yeah, the last girl. Okay. Uh, it opens and Ryder Strong is hit by a bus from the previous film. Right. And I was like, that was pretty cool. Uh, before that, the <laughs> I watched the trailers beforehand. Mm-hmm. They had a Break.com trailer on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I guess it makes sense. You're getting frat boys writing the movie. Yeah. Makes sense. Uh, and then like a mil- uh, immediately we see that Wilson's back. And my note just says Wilson's back. Damn it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I have so many notes before that. First note, uh, mercifully, this movie is only 86 minutes because I checked beforehand. I hope at least 10 of it is credits. Spoiler alert, at least 10 of the minutes of this movie is credits. <laughs> How much once you take out cartoons? Is it- I included the cartoons as part of the credits. Oh, you did? Okay. At least for the first part, they, they okay. go over the credits. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so then I was that supposed to be Boy Meets World because... I had no idea that until I saw his name in the credits mm-hmm. that was him because uh, t- he just looks like uh, I guess this will this will be my first reference to the movie Mask today. He looks like Mask. Yeah. The the Jim Carrey the Mask. Not the Mask. Mask. Starring Eric Stoltzen. Stolt. Eric Stoltzen. Sten. Stoltzen. I don't know what you're talking about. And share. Nope. Don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you should Google it real quick because uh, I have a way better reference com- down the line. Okay. Uh, I looked. This movie had a budget of $10 million. And I think this what? is. What? $10 million budget. But I think this just shows us where we've, how much we've lost in the last 10 years as far as like the budgets of movies that are getting made. Because a $10 million budget today could get you so much farther. 
and those don't exist. Like $10 million movies in general, things are $100 million or they're less than a million dollars. And uh, so there's some out there, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying they're all gone, but this middle range thing doesn't really exist anymore. And they did not look like they put $10 million worth of money on the screen at all. It had to all be blood. Or it went to the IP. Or Ryder Strong. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, I'll be in your movie for 12 seconds and you... All right, well, we got to hit you with a bustling. Fine, I, whatever. I have an apology for both of these movies. I was wrong about two things that I told you. Yeah. First I told you was that the writer wanted off the movie. Okay. It's not correct. It's the director. Oh. The director tried to get the Alan Smithy name put on the movie. Because, uh, Ty West? Yes, because it but was... But he also wrote it. Uh, he wrote a draft of it, yes. I don't think that this is the one that actually they made, though, is the one that he wrote. Mm-hmm. Um. He got a story credit, I think. Okay. Um, so he wanted to come off of it as Alan Smithy because they pretty much, like, he left it. He was like, I'm done with this thing. And they finished it on their own. And as we go through, I feel like there's things, knowing the other movies that he's made, like, I can pick things out that I'm like, that's a very Ty West thing. That's a Ty West thing. This is not a Ty West thing. Hmm. Um, a cool little backstory to this movie, too, is related to Adam Green, which you know from Digging Up the Marrow. Yeah. So he was hired to write this movie. He was, hey, can you re- write the sequel to Cabin Fever? He was like, yeah, sure. At so the very wrote. beginning or in the draft process, do you know? Um, this presumably was at the very beginning. Okay. Okay. So this didn't have anything to do with it. So he just, can you write Cabin Fever 2? Yeah, no problem. So he was doing an interview with a magazine or an online magazine, website, whatever, and uh, said like, oh, yeah, and I'm writing Cabin Fever 2. And then Eli Roth was like, uh, Adam Green's a fucking liar. I'm writing Cabin Fever 2. <laughs> and Adam Green was like, no, it's right here. Here's a copy of the script, right? So then the producers called Adam Green and were like, you need to apologize and say that you weren't hired to do this. He's like, but I did. here's my check. You guys hired me to write this movie. Yeah, yeah, you just need to say that and smooth it over. So Because now you and Eli are fighting like but they don't know each other really, right? Okay. So Adam Green like oh, wrote... play down the beef? Like, yeah. Basically, he was told like, apologize, put this on you. So he did. And then Eli Roth called him and he was like, look, they fucked us. They hired each of us to write a script and they were going to see which one they liked better and didn't tell us, take that shit down off your website, which is super cool. Yeah. And then they didn't use either of theirs. And then they didn't use Ty West. And then they hired somebody else. And then they fucked up Ty West movie. And then they ended up with this. So I don't know who produced this movie, but all around it sounds like they're pretty big fuck ups. It's Hollywood. I mean. Movies by committee, man. Uh, so that's my apology. It wasn't the writer. I guess it was, or maybe. So you got a story uh, credit. Yeah, but he wanted. It's never a good sign when you want to put Alan Smithy no. as, as the director. No. Um, so it's got ten million million dollars. We're we're greeted with our first cartoon, right, right during the credits. And my note here is ten bucks says the animated intro is the best thing in the movie. Uh, I I kind of liked them. I would have won that ten dollars. Uh, and I liked the music during both of the cartoons. I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, I think it was very obvious that it was like uh, we can't afford to do anything else. Let's spend twelve dollars on a cartoon. Yeah. It would have been cheaper to do a cartoon than shoot all that. Yeah, but it was cool. I really, yeah. I mean, the way that they did it, 
I can't really complain about it. Right. Um, then we meet our characters. So it's high school guy, his friend, pining over girls, right? Right. The, first off, the credits tell me that the dude from American Movie is in this movie. I don't know who. who. American Movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> I, was saying, I was thinking American Pie. You haven't seen American I, Movie. No, no, no. I thought you were we talking. We need to shut down this podcast right now and go watch it. No, no, no. My mind went to like American Pie. Yeah. Because I thought that was like an American <laughs> reunion, American wedding thing that I had never heard, <laughs> like that I hadn't seen because there's so many of them. Um, I didn't notice that. I didn't notice the credit, but I noticed him later in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm watching this and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm enjoying watching these high school guys talk and make fun of one another really they seem like they're real characters they seem like they're human what the fuck is going on and then i was like oh this is ty west this is ty west is known for very slow movies and character-based things and like when they're like walking in the hall and they're just busting each other's balls i'm starting to feel like they're real characters like it definitely was not eli roth bad but to me like they didn't seem like real characters. Alex. Is it Alex or Adam? Alex, right? I don't know. I got to be honest. Part of it is I feel like Return to Frogtown like wiped every other memory of my mind away. <laughs> like it just hit the, the restore to default. <laughs> like <laughs> it stuck a paperclip in there. Yeah. <laughs> because I was like thinking about getting ready to record this and I was looking over my notes for Kevin Fever 2. I'm like, I have no memory of that. <laughs> I just need to talk about Return to Frogtown right now. <laughs> so, so to me, like the film, the film stock looked real bad. Like it looked really washed out, and the Alex, like I swore, I swear a lot. I swore probably even more in high school. Mm-hmm. I did not fuck was not every third word, and I don't think any high schoolers like uses fuck that much. I get that he was trying to be real, but I think. He made a caricature instead of a character. No, I think that it definitely turned like very quickly. I'm talking during that intro. Oh, okay. Okay. I did not. I hated these kids. Well, luckily. I definitely hated Alex. Definitely we can agree that we end up hating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This changes for me relatively quick. In Uh, fact, during that opening scene, I have the note, can these people die already? Go ahead, because I don't. Like I said, paperclip. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then Wilson goes to a diner and is served pancakes and starts eating them dry. <laughs> and then uh, a, a dude with uh, mm, I talk like this in his throat mm-hmm. uh, just starts spewing blood out of his, his belly and his, his trach thing. All right, this is the moment when I was saying I don't feel like this is the same virus. Mm-hmm. Because the symptoms don't manifest themselves like the original, the first movie at all. No, and they, they're they they're much quicker. They're way quicker, and it, it goes from a flesh thing to like a stomach virus, basically. Because yeah. they're just vomiting blood constantly. Mm-hmm. Mm, feel like it's related, but it's a separate strain. That's what yeah. my MD... Thanks. But we know it came from Ryder. No, but it fused. <laughs> it mutated in his body. It fused with the the turtle poop that was mm-hmm. in there, and then it it. That's the, how sal- the salmonella 
just created a, a different strain. Yeah. Um, those two annoying kids who want to get them to watch Cannibal Bride or Bride of the Cannibal or oh, something. Oh, yeah. You mean Ben and I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck those kids. <laughs> but they're watching TV. And I think they're watching the deer scene from they the first movie. Oh, yes. It's fantastic. I thought that was a great callback. I, it's good of one to, that you can make to Cabin Fever, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> and at this point, the movie's dragging because my note is it's only half over. Yeah. Exclamation point. I, uh, there was a, a scene that I enjoyed that like uh, he, he gets a blowjob from a girl in the mm-hmm. bathroom. Yeah, uh, and he sees that she has herpes and she's wearing braces, and he's still like, "No, go for it." He's like, "Wait, wait, ah, fuck it," <laughs> which feels like a high school guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's pretty accurate. Uh, uh, so, the principal's a hard ass, and then we have a montage of everybody getting ready for prom, and it's revealed that the wife that he's been talking to on the phone the whole time is actually a dude. Yes. After that scene, the principal affects a lisp. <laughs> like a gay lisp. <laughs> he doesn't have it before. Then after that scene, like the whole rest of the movie, till he gets shot in the face. Yeah. And then there's just like the gay lisp. random teenage boobs. Yeah. Like throughout this montage. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy fat nudity. You, that's not a thing you get to see very often. That's true. It's usually Talking only reserved the for, the, scene? for the hotties. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Before we get there, I think it was before, there's a scene where like Wilson is trying to track down the source of the virus. And I loved the line. Like he, he meets up with Judah Friedlander. Yeah. So he gets with Judah Friedlander and uh, Judah Friedlander's like, uh, is this, she told me she was 18. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it, no. Okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. He says, she told me she was 18 and I always believe what children tell me. <laughs> so dark and i loved it and i was like i feel like i feel like he showed up with that line he was yeah he was he was 100 the, the best person in this movie <laughs> he's in it for all of about two and a half minutes i really love that line he that's his intro line is hey man she told me she was 18 and i always believe what children tell me and then his last line like he's like you're gonna uh wilson's like oh man give him this information you're gonna get you're gonna get that sashimi pussy and he's like oh yeah and they open up the door. He goes, hey, man, your water's bullshit. And then just gets filled with bullets. <laughs> that <laughs> like, was my favorite. That's his hero line. I'm about to deliver this line. And, like, everything's going to be great. My life is going to change. Your water's bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. Um, we get to the pool scene that you were referencing. And uh, it's like the hot uh, hot guy in the school. And mm-hmm. he ends up trying to hook up with with the big girl in the school he's the prom king he ditches the prom queen uh to and you assume it's he's gonna take a naked picture of her he's gonna humiliate her or whatever right right? no he was just super horny and thought she was easy which is still pretty terrible he was into her well and only kept up appearances with the prom queen that's that's true but even even if it was just because he yells at her and says he thought she was just going to be an easy lay or whatever I'd miss that part. He yelled at her, like, once she gets sick, she starts throwing up in the pool and stuff. Mm, and he's okay. like, you're gross. I just thought you'd be easy or whatever. I did not hear that. That's still better than, like, humiliating her. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> if, if someone's going to fuck me because I'm easy, I'd rather have that than fuck me to humiliate me. I guess. Even though I have to pay extra for that most of the time. Yeah. 
Humiliation. Uh, this is going to come up later, but I'll, I'll talk about it now. Do you have a fetish? Uh... That meant yes. <laughs> that meant yes, everyone. That answer meant yes. <laughs> I have things that I like. I, w- I don't have like a foot fetish or anything like that. No, I don't either. And we'll talk more about it uh, in a little bit. But it, mm-hmm. it came to my mind, so I was going to see if you... I'm, I'm a little jealous of people that do. Like, they could just see like buttons and be like, oh, I'm so fucking horny for those buttons. <laughs> but then I'm also like, ah, oh, it must suck. You can't get off unless you got like a dozen buttons pressed against your forehead that stick. And if they fall off, then you lose your heart on. Right. I can only get an erection from choking on a button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go. <laughs> oh, swallowed it again. Fuck. <laughs> uh. All right. We're down to the hooks. Let's just do the hooks. Uh, Amish buttons, baby. The, okay. Uh, so yeah, no, I appreciated that. Like he was genuinely either into her or at the very least was using her cause she was easy, yeah. which is better than you see in most films. Yeah. Uh, and he re- kind of redeemed himself. He wasn't all that bad. Like he might've said that at the end, but he yeah, still, he when he, when, yeah, he tried to save her when she was drowning. Um, we, we've skipped over the fact that the whole point of this is that the contaminated water has made its way to the prom mm-hmm. because they buy bottled water. Right, because remember at the end of the last movie, we see the bottled water coming yes. from the thing, mm-hmm. and then the bus hits Ryder Strong, yes. and then that same water goes to the gets delivered to the school. Yes. Uh, so the cops are made aware of this, and they just surround the school. It's like a SWAT team. It's like they're, the they're not. I don't know that they're cops. Some they're authority just, figure. They're just some nebulous authority figure quarantine thing. Yes. Yeah, surrounds it. And thus will kill you if you try to leave. Yeah, they they lock them all in. They, well, all except the back. They lock. They chain up all the doors except for like all the ones in the back. Anyway, uh, so so this is where my mind kind of, like, it's just like twenty minutes of running around and people puking and trying to run away from each other. Right, and then we get to see Alex's prosthetic. Penis, spit, blood, and pus. Yes. That's fun. And then the cliche prom night dumpster baby. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good movie for a lot of this movie's cliche. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Winston is still in the case. Wilson? Winston? Winston. Winston something. Winston. Winston's still on the case. Winston's his first name for some reason. And... There's a moment where he has, like, a, there's a traffic stop. Not a traffic stop. A roadblock. Mm-hmm. And he distracts the cop. Well, no. He calls American Movie. His cousin. Yes. The cousin, the, the infamous cousin that he keeps referencing. Yes. He calls the cousin who has a painted van. Mm-hmm. And. Which I'm pretty sure he brought that with him from set. Yeah. <laughs> and so I want to talk to you about people in movies who can't act. Uh-huh. And you know they can't act because they take all of their speaking dialogue and say it as if it's one sentence, even if it's obviously not. Yes. So. uh, See Return to Frogtown. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. But yeah, he's got this. uh, I I practiced it, but it's been a couple days where he has this uh, line where like the like his first big line 
is like, uh, oh, light beer, you're a pussy man. Oh, man, let's go. Blah, 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 blah. He says man like seven times, but it's all one sentence. What's obviously like seven <laughs> and sentences. And he finishes it and goes, <gasps> <laughs> Yeah, and like, to me, that is the one thing, the staple of you can't act is you take all your lines and you just mash them together. Uh, and try to get, get them out as fast as possible. Yeah, I think... I think the concept of having this guy in there was pretty cool, but they needed to keep it to like a line, yeah. like literally one line and cut to him and have it be done. Yeah. He's a convenience store guy and he sells them a lottery ticket. Like the, uh, that alone would have made the joke. Sure. If he sells them a lottery ticket and, yeah. or maybe Mike, it's Mike, right? From American movie. Yeah. Mike's his buddy. Mike buys a lottery ticket. Yeah. They don't even have to say anything. He could just be the convenience store guy and Mike could sell him the lottery ticket and they would get the same amount of indie cred that they got from actually having him in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then your scene of he they do a roadblock <laughs> and so he just stupid. drops like money on the ground. Yes. He like goes to bribe him, drops it on the ground, and then elbow drops. Yes, him. he literally Randy Savage elbow drops him. Didn't go from the top rope. He was about <laughs> two feet away. And Which by the way, elbow drop does fucking nothing. But knocked his knocked the cop out. <laughs> Again, we're going to talk a lot about knocking people out in Return to Frogtown. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, that was the moment for me where I was like, "You're not even trying to make this movie right now." Yeah. One thing they did splurge on is that light up dance floor. How much do you think it costs to rent one of those? Uh, I think they probably built that. Really? Because that's a thing you see in. Movies like that have prom and yeah, stuff. but the people that decided to spend ten million dollars on this aren't exactly exactly fiscally uh, <laughs> responsible. <laughs> responsible, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so finally, we leave our main character at one hour and ten minutes in. That's the last time that we see any of our main characters. Well, okay, you you've totally blown by. Uh, he gets some disease on him, so he decides to cut oh, off his yeah. arm. So he has, okay, because so his he's diseased like from below the wrist, right? Well, it's because when he drank that water, his left arm was empty. So right. when he drank that water, all of the disease went to just that well, arm. I don't think he he never he they specifically show him not drinking it. Mm. So it's when it's Alex touches him mm. is in the library. Okay, it's filmmaking. I watched for it. I'm just trying to again think about <laughs> the the actual like. Uh, how this disease works. I'll get there. So, it's diseased about the uh, just above the wrist. Mm-hmm. So, he has, uh, he goes to shop class, and he has the girl he loves grab him exactly where he's infected and lower his arm onto the saw blade, covering both of them in disease blood. <laughs> right? Yes. Then she she torches it mm-hmm. to to cauterize the wound, which is smart. Use an acetylene torch because that's what you need. And then she gets a full blown hammer to the back of the head. It's kind of fine. Just like there's a gnarly wound back there, but she's she's good. She's up and running. This is uh, the movie has gotten so far like a derailed at this point that I um, like. I can't even try to put to words what I'm watching or what I'm seeing and not derailed in like a holy shit. Things are all breaking loose. It's just like I'm I'm just as geographically confused in this as I am like Transformers. Yeah. Because I don't know who is where. 
or why they're doing apparently they're, they're all doing. all the the bad guys are in the front of the school because the back of the school is wide the fuck open i i don't get it and then we leave our main character he goes he gets the zombie movie death where he's on the ground and a bunch of dudes in hazard suits like basically tear him apart yeah what <laughs> backing up a second a few years ago, there was a guy that tried to commit suicide in a Home Depot by, like, cutting off his arm and oh. tried to cut off another arm. Okay. Like, in the Home Depot. Uh-huh. That's all. <laughs> That's fucked up. Isn't that fucked up? It's fucked up. Sorry, go ahead. I thought there was more, so I was just like... Nope. nope that's, yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> uh, okay, so then... This is where I'm confused. Okay. So, she runs out into the woods... Or runs out of the woods and gets picked up by American Movie and Winston. Okay. And then they zoom out and show her back. Was was there supposed to be disease on there? Is that what we were supposed to see? I think you're supposed to be implied that everyone possible is diseased, maybe. Because it just looked like she was spattered with blood. And if there was disease makeup on there... It was just covered in blood. That's and you what I'm talking. It. It's the same thing as like Transformers. You can't tell what you're supposed <laughs> to be seeing, man. Cabin Fever Two equals Transformers. They they cost the same amount of money to make, and they they have equal value to the the culture of the United States. Uh, so did, did you ever watch the scary movie movies? I think I watched the first one. So and I tried to watch the fifth one, and I made it like two minutes in. Back when those like first started coming out, I liked those movies. Scary movie, oh, the first I didn't two know you were an idiot. are good. Date movie is actually really good. Craig Mazin wrote that; it's actually pretty good. Then I watched like superhero movie, and that was real bad. But the thing that kind of broke the spell was a movie called "This Is Sparta." Uh, yeah, I think this is this is Sparta. They just called it the line from the Three Hundred movie. They made okay. a Three Hundred parody mm-hmm. starring Kevin Sorbo. The movie on the back of the box says 88 minutes. Okay. When the credits start rolling, it's like 66 minutes. <laughs> and then they show a 20-minute blooper reel Ugh. to fill out the time. I feel like that's what happened to this movie. They just like ran out of movie, and they're like, fuck. Uh, I don't know. She said she had to work, so let's go to a strip club. Yes, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. We just <laughs> abandoned him in an hour and 10 minutes in. Yeah. And the reason that I, I, I will finish the movie and I was like, wait a second. I haven't. How long was I watching this? Like, and it was another 20 minutes. Yeah. Between the, the strip club and the final. Which had cartoon. nothing to do with anything else happening in the movie. Nope. Zero. If you, if you let's say you're a pretty lady. Or a man who wants to be a pretty lady. And you see lipstick and you're like, oh, lipstick. And then you pull it out and it's covered in pus. Would you still use it? No comment. Because <laughs> dumb other stripper lady totally did. That's my go-to uh, joke during the winter is when I've got chapstick. I put some on and then anybody that's around me, I'm like, do you want some of this? Because it's the grossest thing. Or if somebody else has some, then I ask them if I can get a hit of it real quick. Yeah. Because it's always the same reaction. Like, they don't want to just tell me no. But they they don't want me to do it, obviously, because that's disgusting. 
I so, would totally just give it to you. But you would give it to me? No, not like give it to you. I would totally let you use it and oh, then put it back disgusting. in my pocket. Disgusting. Oh. I, I am the exact opposite of a germaphobe. Ugh. Okay, that's gross. <laughs> that was my trick in like first or second grade. Uh where people would be like, Oh, I don't we had lunch, they'd be like, I don't like this. And like, here, you you take it, because I was the fat kid. And so I would take it, and I would immediately bite exactly over their bite and gross, up everyone, gross out everyone else at the table. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. <laughs> I don't care. Ugh. Uh, overall thoughts on Cabin Fever 2. <laughs> really? What? Is this a thing? I don't know. Is this what we do? This is this was a shitty movie. <laughs> Better than Cabin Fever? Sadly, no. <laughs> no. I I, get, I was thinking about this too, because you and I both had the same problem. Because I kind of feel like the word that I want is charm. Like it doesn't have the charm of the original. Yeah. But it's not charm because you fucking hate everybody in that movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Is it like you want to hate fuck them? Like, is it that equivalent? You know, like... At least that, that movie has internal consistency. I guess. Uh, if you have diarrhea constantly, that's consistent. <laughs> I think the problem is it's not consistent at all. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's shitty. <laughs> that's... It's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. You don't watch this movie. <laughs> Which means I accomplished my goal of the sad face envelope. <laughs> Can we talk about Return of Frogtown now? I guess. <laughs> synopsis. Why do I always give you give the synopsis? You're the one that's excited about this one. Uh, synopsis. Sam Hell returns and he is now a member of the Texas Rocket Rangers. And uh, <laughs> Czar uh, Frogmeister or something? Toadmeister? I'm not going to interrupt you. No, I'm trying to remember his name. Czar Toadmeister, Frogmeister, Frogmeister, uh, is attempting to turn human beings into greenies, and Sam Hell must stop that and rescue Lou Ferrigno, who is being turned into a greenie. Yep. Overall thoughts? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's my thought. Okay. Uh, I was wrong about something else with this. This was okay. this was not a Zen filmmaking movie. Okay. The first, uh, the third returned, the third Frogtown movie is the one that's that's Zen filmmaking. That's called Max Hell, returned uh, Max Hell. Uh. So just so you know, <laughs> I have that holding over your head at some point too. Not only is it another Frogtown movie, but it was a Frogtown movie made with no script. That's that was the scariest thing of when I was looking up Cabin Fever on IMDb. I was like, "Oh fuck, there's a third one." <laughs> there is a third one. We could have another one of these. We could do another Cabin Fever. Cabin Fever three, Frog Patient Town, Zero, and and Frog Town three, man. <laughs> I'll be a good boy. <laughs> okay, so 
I have spent more time on this single movie than any other movie in the remake me thing. Why? <sighs> because well, okay, is it? Do, do I know why? Uh, no. Okay. So I hadn't seen it until we tried to watch it for this pod, or I started to watch it for this podcast. So I sat down and watched like forty minutes of it and got pulled away. Okay. Then I sat down to continue it. And I couldn't figure out where I was because I think I was just like zoning. Like, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> and every scene looks exactly the same. So I, they use the same exact shot 17 times. That's exactly what it was. I, I had no idea what was happening. I was like, I feel like I know, but I wasn't sure. So I just started over. So I went from 40 <laughs> minutes back to zero and I watched it for like 10 minutes. And I was like, I can't do this. And I stopped. But then I came back like a third time. <laughs> And started over at the beginning again. I like and, how my punishment punished you the most. And here's the thing. I knew everything there was to know because nothing happens like throughout, basically. And it sucks because like 10 minutes after, Robert Zadar gives the synopsis. He gives the entire lead up to the first 50 minutes of the movie. <laughs> and if I would have stuck it out for five more minutes, he would have just given it all to me and I wouldn't have had to start over. <laughs> yeah. It's so sad. So, uh, that production logo at the beginning of the movie—it's mm-hmm. a really good Ooh, one. I saw, I saw it like ten times. <laughs> <laughs> that Maverick production logo is hot garbage. It looks like it was made in like 1989 on an okay computer for 1989. The the only one that I can think is worse is whatever the logo was for "It's Alive" the remake, because that was even more recent. It was pretty bad. Um, CGI horse and fire. So we see terrible looking frogs. Like, because this movie makes all of the frogs in the first one look fantastic. Everyone who doesn't look, everyone who's not wearing a, like an f- actual frog mask, everyone who's making makeup, just looks like a cat. Okay, yeah. So there's three distinct different types of, fro- uh, of, of, of makeup jobs in this movie. There is a total frog head, which is like a shitty version of Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. So it's Ninja Turtles 3 masks. And there's maybe a half a dozen of those total. Sure. Then there are ones that have a hard plastic mask and they have to wrap their heads in cloth and their entire bodies in cloth because they can't afford to let you see their body. Mm-hmm. And the third type we'll talk more about is just body paint. But yeah. I want to talk more about them later. Okay. Okay. Um, do you Did you see not the newest franchise, but the original Planet of the Apes? Have you seen those? Yeah. So, every time Planet of the Apes movie came out, they immediately, like, it came out, it hit, it did well in the box office, they immediately asked for a sequel, and cut the budget every time. Mm -hmm. So, that first movie, everyone is fully makeup, everything looks fantastic. By the fifth movie, like, there are three characters in makeup, and everyone else just has a shitty monkey mask. Uh, Fun fun story? Sure. The movie Howling 2? Uh, they were making it in Romania or some foreign country. And uh, the director was like, all right, well, I got to have my stuff. So you got all of these. We approved the makeup for the werewolves and everything. Are you going to send them to us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they these crates show up and they unbox the crates. And the crates full of all their werewolf costumes are the leftover Planet of the Apes ape costumes from like the fifth or sixth movie. 
So the director's calling the producer like, what the fuck? I have a werewolf movie and you just sent me all of these ape costumes. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to do? So they had to like tweak the movie to like make them look more ape-like and they have to have like explanation for why they kind of look like apes and it's just because they just sent them these costumes and again it was a producer like it was cheaper to give you ape costumes you'll figure it out it's fucked up it's pretty awesome uh okay so this is set in the desert but it's obviously also like all of their sets is like literally they just had like a western town yeah, they go from post-apocalypse to Old West. That's exactly what it was. And now's as good a time as any to talk about this. Why in the world would the, would the frogs be dressed in the desert gear? The desert wear? Like, if you're a frog, you got to keep your skin moist. Not all of them did. I'm saying that's that's frog biology. you got to keep your skin moist. <laughs> but... That's why they hang out by like rivers and streams and shit. Okay, what about the toads? Same, same toads thing. don't have to be dry, or toads can be dry. I, I, I feel like they both need their skin wet to breathe. No, definitely not toads. Hmm. Anyway, it do, it doesn't. The whole reason is because it's fucking cheap as shit. Yeah. So we meet Sam Hell, who is not Roddy Piper anymore. No. He's Roddy Piper. It's the kid from Mask. You didn't Google that. Oh, no. Robert Zadar is the kid from Mask grown up. I, I, I will talk about how Robert Zadar is the kid from Mask right now. You need you need to Google it. Okay. Keep going. <laughs> so, I, I, you need to go... You at home need to go Google this man's face right now. Basically, he looks like a catcher's mitt with a nose. Uh... I don't know if it was some sort of freak industrial accident or he was hit in the face with a frying pan as a small child. His face is crazy looking. It's like, uh, like, what am I supposed to be Googling about the mask? Just Eric Stoltz, the mask. It's just not the mask. It's just Eric Stoltz mask. (laughs) Or share mask and you'll get Eric Stoltz pictures. Yeah, it's Stoltz, not Stoltzen. I, w- I was trying to figure out if there was two different people when you were debating about Stoltz or Stoltzen. Yeah, it's Eric Stoltz. Oh, I know, I know this image. Yes, doesn't doesn't that doesn't he look like grown up? He would be Robert Zadar. Uh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. Okay, the man had a disease, and he's dead now. The world right now does not have any Sam Hells in it. At one point, the Earth had two Sam Hells yeah. of Roddy Piper and Robert Zadar, and now we have none. We have none. I don't know how we can laugh. <laughs> Very easily because his face. Because <laughs> I saw it. He has a disease. <laughs> so does Eric Stoltz in the mask. <laughs> or in mask. Stop making me say the. So does Eric Stoltz in mask. Okay. Um, so, ooh, that was a lot. In your opinion... <laughs> the next podcast is going to be a good one, isn't it? Is did, was Robert Zadar a good replacement for Roddy Piper? Do you think he really has the charisma <laughs> of the man who's known for being able to talk? Remember what I said about bad actors and just <laughs> making their lines real fast? Yeah. 
I think everybody in this movie had the same thing. It was like they were, there's one monotone for everything. Like mm-hmm. there's a scene at the, right at the beginning where Robert Zadar and the sheriff guy and the woman are all talking. Okay. So he walks into that scene and the, the sheriff guy says, uh, did you hear about your partner? Your, your partner just got shot down. And he's like, I need to go rescue my partner. And then the sheriff guy goes, by the way, here's your new partner. Like, in 12 seconds, he went from, like, having a partner to not having to his partner needs to go save to having a partner. <laughs> and that's why I'm like, oh, it makes sense that this movie didn't have a script. <laughs> but now, I don't know. So, the Texas Rocket Rangers are what they are. And it's basically like the Rocketeer was popular in 1991. So they were like, we got to rip this off with a cardboard version of that. The f- moment he says Texas Rocket Rangers, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm on board. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's watch this fucking movie. So the Texas Rocket Ranger. I think by this point, we've also seen Lou Ferrigno get, get uh, taken hostage. He gets shot down over water. Yep. He gets shot down over like four inches of water. Like that's where he he falls and then immediately they cut to him falling into basically a lake mm-hmm. um so sam hell is is this is the star of this movie who's roddy piper in the previous one so what do we know about sam hell uh, he is he's a, he he is good with the ladies yes he's the about the only potent man on earth so they when it's like that's why he was their savior is because right, he could have sex there's, with there's women. no men on earth yes really. Um, and he was biologically the most important thing mm-hmm. for so that's the why continuation he had to wear of the human the, race. The thing that blew up his cock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you already said it was post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. None of these things are true in this movie. Nope. Why was apparently he, society got better? Why was he Sam Hell? Why didn't they just make this Joe fuckass? Yeah, I don't know. He walks in and he says, "I'm Sam Hell," and I'm like. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> you're fucking not. But it'd be I, I can get recasting something if it was important to the script that it's the same guy. Right. This did not need to be him because the character wasn't even the same. Nothing no. was the same. Nope. At all. He wasn't wise. I guess he maybe was wisecracking. Just really, really bad at it. His face was cracking. <laughs> Got to oil that leather, that catcher's it's, mitt. Uh, so it... <laughs> I don't... I don't know, understand why he was Sam Hell. It, it doesn't. It, the title of the movie didn't play on Hell at all. It played on Frogtown. Mm-hmm. I can't figure out why he's Sam Hell because he is not Sam Hell. He's a just a different character. Mm-hmm. Completely, one hundred percent. So the 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 Froggies end up when they uh, doing battle right at the beginning, and there's an awesome moment where they're trying to jump on the back of like this souped up dune buggy is that what it is oh you mean the frog tank the frog tank it's like a souped up zoom buggy uh but there's an where the actor is trying to jump on the back of the dune buggy and he can't get up he's in the frog costume and can't get up so literally another actor like grabs him and pulls him up and there's no acting happening in this it was literally like the thing was driving away and he physically couldn't get up yeah. so the other actor helped him up yeah it was pretty awesome um when he looks like Jay Leno got stung by a bee. This is just going to be Robert Zadar jokes. <laughs> the Texas Rocket Rangers have this kind of Hitler-esque salute that they do. Yeah. Uh, it's 
it's the Hail Hitler, but instead of going up, you just go straight forward, basically. I mean, that's that's just common sci-fi. It's because there's like uh, only so many salutes that there could be. So they go, I don't know, no one does the chest pump and then hand out. So I feel like a lot of sci-fi does that exact same gesture. Um, yeah, I would avoid that. The just, mini Nazi? Just in general, yeah. Go full Nazi if you're not going to, yeah. if you're going to do it at all. Um, so Lou Ferrigno is captured. Mm-hmm. And they're going to start injecting him with things to turn him into a frog. Yes. And this is the point where he, his nurse, I'm looking at, and at first I'm like, is she supposed to be a frog? Because if she's supposed to be a frog, that's the shittiest attempt I've ever seen because she literally just has paint on her. Yeah. Like at first I'm like, oh, she's painted. And I'm like, no, she's supposed to be a frog. And then I realized she's not supposed to be a frog. She's a human that's sympathetic to frogs. Okay. okay. And the reason that I figured that out is because I could see the paint on her hair. I literally, you look when she's talking to Lou Ferrigno and you can see the green paint in her hair. So I'm like, oh, obviously this is a human that's sympathetic to frogs, so they paint themselves to look like that. Sure. Later in the film, though, when Sam Hell, who doesn't really give a shit at all about women, apparently, nope. but decides he really wants to fuck her, mm-hmm. they're talking about how she's Which, not... Which, to be fair, that's in character. To, they're talking about how she's not a member of his species, and she doesn't like humans. Mm-hmm. So she is a frog. Mm-hmm. Just the worst fucking... <laughs> Painted version of a frog. Yeah. And Lou Ferrigno spends most of this movie with literal face Halloween makeup, yeah. green face paint, and dots on his face mm-hmm. and ribbits many, many times. I, I love the part where he's still human because, like, he's, like, supposed to act scared of the needles. And the more and more scared he acts, the more and more his lisp from being deaf comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and it tickled me. <laughs> Like, he's perfectly articulating all these words that he's supposed to act scared, and then it just comes out all, like, Mike Tyson-y. Uh, I th- we're greeted, so Robert Zadar and Denise Duff end up going to look to rescue Lou Ferrigno. And they're, like, driving. Well, okay, so what's, they're the Texas Rocket Rangers, right? Yes. So what should they do? Uh, they should get into a dune buggy and drive around on the ground. <laughs> so they fly to some shack. <laughs> With a dude who has a flashback of a frog hitting him over the head. Yes. And that's the entirety of the flashback. (laughs) I think he even said, like, something hit me in the head and I woke up and then I didn't have a radio or something. (laughs) And then they show you that. Yeah. And so so they take uh, a mule machine. (laughs) Which I love. This is a dune buggy that's running fine, and like when they're going away, he like makes this big effort of like pushing it off. Yeah, but it's literally like you're pushing a car to get it started. There's yeah. no need to do it at all because it was basically a go kart. Yeah, it's a go kart, but he doesn't need yeah. to push it. Yes, you do have to push go karts. Not that started. one. Not that one. I think he. I don't think they would have. I watched this eight times. I, I don't think they would have had him do that in the movie if he didn't need to do it. Okay. That's just, they bought a shitty engine. I, when you watch it, he do, he's not doing anything pushing it, is what I'm okay. saying. He's phys- Imagine you pushing a car, you're going through the motions of pushing that car. Okay. That's usually what I do when I push a car anyway. <laughs> but can we agree, while they're riding around the desert in that thing, the best song ever plays? It's in, That's where I was going with this. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. 
This the the songs in this movie are genuinely good. Yeah. It's <laughs> way better than the dance of the three snakes. I was like at work and I was like humming and singing in my head like these Frogtown songs. He's like <laughs> I was like, I wonder if this is on Spotify. I know he was like <laughs> it was like Turtle TV dinner. <laughs> make him greener. We make him meaner. <laughs> Talking turtle TV dinner. <laughs> Yeah, great songs all around the the bar scene. Yeah, we get a bar scene with the full band of mm-hmm. of frogs singing, and it's pretty awesome. Yeah, like and if, he gets the one good mask in the whole. Yeah, movie. it is a good mask. He's the one that can actually talk. And like at first, I was like, "Oh god, they're gonna pad this with like five minutes of singing." And I was like, "I could go for five yeah, more minutes. Let's do five more minutes of singing. Let's not watch fucking Ketcherman face." Uh, so the reason that I ask about fetishes is because. The frog obviously has a fetish. Right. Because he makes her strip down to her thong. And then he's like, put your boots back on. And at first I was like, what a fucking weirdo frog. And then she put the boots back on. And I was like, that was a good choice, frog. She looks way hotter wearing those boots and that thong than she did just wearing the thong. <laughs> like, I'm not saying I wanted to have sex with the boots. But I was definitely more attracted to her in the boots than not wearing the boots. I don't think people who have like foot fetishes and shoe fetishes want to fuck the shoes. No, I think there's a... Uh, they like want to smell them, maybe. There's a line between like a fetish and uh, something else. I mean, there are people that like fuck cars and bridges and shit. Yeah. But they're like objectophiliacs or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, there's a, there's a differentiation between like a fetish is the is the act, and something else is the object or whatever. Hmm. I wouldn't know. Anyway, uh, she definitely looked hotter in those boots, so I had to give it to that frog. I was like, <laughs> okay, I'm on your team now. I get the boot thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. Yeah, I. Good job, frog. <laughs> uh, so he talks about at one point uh, having the prisoners mate. Meaning Lou Ferrigno and Boot Girl. And then they put them in different cells. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Not only different cells, but there's a hallway in between them. Why? So also- maybe you could put them in adjacent cells and like they can difficultly do the business. I can get them wanting to have them. But why does the frog want to even look at her? Right? If- Same way as the, the frog wanted to do the dance of the three snakes but what i'm but where i'm going with this is like if we lived in a world where frogs were would we get turned on by frogs like is that gonna happen potentially if we're gonna spread our genetics out there we're gonna have to like alien chicks i guess you ever seen splice no it's like this it's I've like seen it's, species uh, that's different. She was just at the Horror Hound convention. Natasha and she's, Emstridge? She's probably 50 now, and she might look better. Like like the Bof- like the lady from the Bowflex commercial? Suzanne Summers? No, that she did the Thigh Master. Mm. There's just this random lady in a Bowflex commercial, and she's like, I'm 50, and I'm like, you fucking don't look it. Oh, is this a commercial now? I think it was like 10 oh, years ago. I don't have TV. Sorry. Did you have ten- TV 10 years ago? No, no, maybe. Yeah, you fucking did. Um, uh, what is fuzzy? 
a robot voice lady so fuzzy, with a picture? Fuzzy is a TV with a woman's face. And it's F apostrophe U apostrophe Z apostrophe Z apostrophe. Is it a period? When I say apostrophe, I say period. I mean periods. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty sure. We're, was I watching this movie upside down? Because I think those were periods. F period, U period, Z period, Z period, Y period. Which or is, if you're in Canada, F period, U period, Z period, Z period, Y period. So this she was basically Hal? I guess, Or yeah. Kit? Sure. Or any number of, of computer things that you could talk to? Mm-hmm. But we never really figured Jarvis. out. We, we never got an explanation for that. Nope. And there was a moment when... Like, I think it might be Robert Zadar's trying to call the captain, and they're talking through Fuzzy. I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't they just talk to each other? They're both talking to Fuzzy. That's like, cut out the middleman and just talk to each other. Well, he wanted to talk to Fuzzy because he wanted to lie to the the sheriff. Because uh, things were dire, and he wanted Fuzzy to know, but he didn't want the sheriff to know. Okay. So it makes sense in the context of the movie. There... The action and the fighting in this movie is probably the worst I've ever seen. Like where they're hitting one another and they knock each other out constantly. They hit everybody and <laughs> knock them out. At one point, I rewound it to watch to confirm. Okay. Robert Zadar takes a sword from someone, hits them with the sword, the hard part of the sword, and knocks them out. So the the sharp part of the sword doesn't cut them but the sound effect is the same as like elbowing someone and they get knocked out when he took a fucking samurai sword to them i don't remember this at all robert zanar also hides behind the frog tank hops up throws a a brick or throws a rock ducks it back down the frog falls off the person that's 2 feet away from them the frog Goes to check on the other frog, and then he gets another rock. No, he gets his gun stolen and, and yes. beat up. That's another thing. Every action scene where like, there are guns being stolen, people just, frogs, just mm-hmm. stand and wait until they get an elbow and then their gun taken away. Yeah. There's this. There's a moment during the climax where they're fighting and there's guns ablazing that all of the director does is do does a shot of feet twirling in circles. Yeah. That ending scene makes zero sense. No, because there's a thousand Throughout frogs. Throughout the whole thing. There's a thousand frogs. Um, there's 30 frogs. Yeah. Three humans. They're supposed to all be shooting at them, and every frog just waits until someone walks up and elbows them to take their gun. Mm-hmm. It's, they're waiting their turn. It's, that's action movie syndrome. But but this is on another level. Oh, yeah. It's it's awful. <laughs> uh, so, so Lou Ferrigno and Boots Lady get caught. Robert Zadar runs back to Hillbilly, and he's like, uh, I need some water. He's like, never touch the stuff. How about a beer? He's like, that'd be great. He hands him the beer. It's it's a beer can. It's like empty. Well, it's a beer can completely covered in gaffer's tape. Like, they didn't even try to be subtle at all. They wrapped the whole thing in gaffer's tape, and he just hands it to him. And it was already open. It was an already open can of, th- they just clicked forward. Right. I will say it did. It was filled with water though, because you saw the water coming out of waters that ours Robert Zadar's mouth when he was drinking. Right. And then they cut to Hillbilly, who has a beer. The can is. It's just a beer. 
It's just a, a can of beer. No gaffer's tape, nothing. because they didn't need the close-up. <laughs> well, it's definitely in the shot. Uh, there's the, the same moment that Robert Zadar explains the entire premise of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also, like, makes, like, this apologist thing where he's like, it's not that the greenies are bad. They were just set up bad in life. And I was like, is Sam hella liberal? <laughs> like... <laughs> It's what it was the most bizarre sentence ever, like because they talk greenies and they're, they're calling him what what you would perceive to be a negative slur, slur. ethnic slur, yeah. And then he just like apologized for the slur. I don't know. Uh, we haven't talked about the doctor at all, Mm-mm. and we haven't talked about Junior at all. <laughs> Fuck Junior. <laughs> Junior's the fucking worst. Junior's the fucking best, <laughs> man. They thought so. They were thought they were going to do a spinoff at the end of this movie. With they thought Junior. they were going to make seven kids movies. They did, with starring Jun- Junior the Rocket Ranger. <laughs> Junior, that fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Fuck Junior. And he's literally a puppet that keeps getting handed to different characters. Yeah. <laughs> so and so he's just dead and lifeless until they cut to a close up. So this is the original Pepe the Frog. Is what it is. He's just this shitty looking giant toothed frog puppet who it just is, wants to fuck everything it is a plastic and rubber puppet like you would get do you remember land before time yeah do you remember the little puppets that you yes. got from pizza hut yes that's what he is that's exactly what he is i feel I like you and i just struck those. yeah you just struck we just I just connected remembered right those. There. i miss those now yeah my hands are probably too big for them if i ever find any on ebay <laughs> But that's exactly what he was. Yeah. Like the same material it looked like and everything. Just and in a Hawaiian t-shirt. <laughs> so he's this tiny little puppet that you come to find out is Zara Frogmeister's first son uh, uh-huh. that was created. Uh, and he's this, just a horny little frog yeah. who ends up turning on his species to help the Rocket Rangers. Spoiler for the end. <laughs> uh, but fuck that fucking frog. That frog, a, that frog gets the the ending line of the movie. I know, and they stand around. It's Lou Ferrigno, Robert Zadar, Denise Duff, the sheriff, the guy with the eye patch, all stand around as he gets the ending line, and then they all laugh. <laughs> it's, and and Lou Ferrigno, it's the most fucking perfect ending to this movie. <laughs> and Lou Ferrigno's still wearing frog paint because he's still half a frog. Yeah. But remember, this frog paint is not what you would call makeup. This is what you would call paint. Yeah. It's just painted green. And he actually says, like, Ribbit is his last line in the movie. Yeah. Fuck Junior. Fuck Junior. Anyway, uh, so there's a, a, the guy that you said was Nicolas Cage meets Weird Al uh, in the movie is a shitty looking scientist that's supposed to be turning people into frogs. Was he in the first movie? No. Oh. Wouldn't I say he was Nicholas Cage? Me when you did the thing where you looked at the DVD. Oh, I'm I'm good. That's (laughs) that's funny. (laughs) Busy patting yourself on the back. Yeah. So he's just kind of throughout the movie. He's the one who's making the serum, uh, for Zer Zer Frogmeister. Uh, but he he wants to help out. Mm Mm-hmm. He, he's turning against them, uh, but cowardly. So there's the big epic uh, showdown between Robert Zadar, Sam Hell, and yeah. Zer Frogmeister, 
who is wearing like a giant plastic pog on his head. I think it's supposed to be, it's like a, it's like the, uh, it, it looks like, uh, like the Asian hat that like the, the, the like farmers the wear hat. in the yeah, rice like patties, the sun hat, yeah. but then it's, but it's made out of plastic and it's got like frog eyes. Yeah. Uh, and very quickly, it's pretty obvious he's not going to be a frog. Yeah. And he's not, he's played by the same actor as the doctor. Right. Cause they're twins. Yes. Uh, and he was just trying to merge the species, basically. <laughs> Which, by the way, it's completely obvious that they're twins. Okay, but then after they save the day, they give Sam Hell a speech where he has to talk about how they were twins <laughs> and and just basically explain the ending of the movie uh, for the idiots out there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Robert Zadar does a lot of explaining in this movie, doesn't he? Yeah. He, um. He, it, it was during, I think, his first real explanation while he's drinking the Gaffer State beer, where I was like, fuck this movie on board. And I was looking up on IMDb, and it was about that time that I realized that they replaced Roddy Roddy Piper with Maniac Cop. He is Matt Cordell, the Maniac Cop. The person that I literally have more photos of around my house, and I have busted around him. I have more photos of him than my children in my house. <laughs> That's not a joke. It's not <laughs> a lie. <laughs> And this whole time, I thought that was makeup. Nope, that's just a small layer of makeup on a catcher's mitt with a nose. So that's what you have to look forward to for Maniac Cop is more of him. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I was thinking about this. Like, that is the, this is the first movie other than the Maniac Cop movies that I've ever seen him in. Mm-hmm. I want to make a separate podcast like called the Zadarcast where we just go through his filmography. <laughs> because... He's not good. Like I'll be the first person to admit it. In this movie, he is not good. But I'm also like, like just enraptured by him. At the same time, I'm like, who is this guy and what is he doing? Because he's kind of buff. What's up with his face? But he's kind of buff though. At the same time, like you should read. Have you read his IMDb mini biography? I don't know. It is I. It is one hundred percent written by him before he died when he was like looking back, because it's just like, oh, he was this very muscular, very mannish, and he had the the chin, a chisel perfect chiseled chin of a man, and all this stuff, and like brilliant roles as a villain, due to his impeccable good looks, and it's like. Uh, that wasn't this. that wasn't right before he died because he died in March, and, okay. uh, of twenty fifteen, and we met him in October, and he was in rough. He was yeah. Dodged. I saw pictures of him. He, he does was, not look good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's looking back. Yeah. He that's well, like no no no. Like he couldn't carry on a conversation. Like it was bad. Like my wife thought he tried to kiss her, and he might have. <laughs> like. He was in a wheelchair and stuff. It was really bad. I was like, yes, Maniac Cop, I'm going to meet him. And then I was like, oh, you're very sick right now. <laughs> and like, that's sad. I don't know if you've seen, like, I've got one 8x10 signed by him. And it's got like a guy named Dean Gates who did the makeup effects for the movie, mm-hmm. which is cool. Good job for Dean Gates. But yeah. I don't necessarily want a picture of him hanging on my wall. <laughs> But the reason that I got that one is because it was the only one that looked professional because the rest of them were like literally pictures of pieces of paper that he printed like on an inkjet printer oh. that he was trying to sell at the convention. And I was just oh. like, 
this is so sad. You're my, you're the maniac cop, man, and here you are. That's why I don't go to conventions. Oh, it was it was sad because he had also he had missed the pre- there was a maniac cop reunion at the previous convention, mm-hmm. uh, and he missed. So I I was bummed, and I was talking to one of the guys in the movie about it, and he's like, "Yeah, he's not doing well. He's got a bit of a drinking problem and stuff." And he's like, he basically said, "Like, you better hurry up and get him because he's gonna fucking die." That sucks. And he was right, but uh, yeah, that was sad. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's that's the maniac cop. Yeah, is who you just saw. Yeah, in all of his glory. In all of it, I saw all of it. <laughs> um. Am I missing anything for Return to Frogtown? The villain blows himself up for no reason. And he blows him. He's the worst suicide bomber ever. He blows himself up. And I'm like, okay, this makes sense at least. Like, I'm going to take out the whole building with me. I'm going to take out Sam Hell and the Texas Rocket Rangers, right? Mm-hmm. What is the blast radius of this bomb that he commits suicide with? Six inches. Uh, more than that, because he <laughs> takes himself out. I know. But literally, like, they tell Lou Ferrigno, like, better watch out. And they take a step back. Yeah. And then everyone, including Junior, is fine. Mm-hmm. This is not a good movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's really not. It's not at all. It's the only redeeming factors that it has is... Junior? No, fuck you. Is the mass confusion that it causes me. Like, I'm just, like, <laughs> spend so much time trying to figure it out because I can't. And that's the reason why I will say that I prefer this to Cabin Fever, I too. I 100% prefer it. I would rather listen to those songs <laughs> and listen to Junior prattle on trying to get pussy <laughs> and <laughs> listen to, to Sam Hell explain the entire plot of the movie than watch blood and pus come out of Alex's dick. Uh, okay, so we agree on that. So, Hell Comes to Frogtown or Return to Frogtown? Mm, I I gotta say Return to Frogtown. I agree or, to, no, not Return to Frogtown. Sorry, Hell Comes to Frogtown. I, say I go Roddy Roddy Piper over Robert Zadar. I think he is a better Sam Hell. Don't go be wrong. Yeah. But I think Return to Frogtown at least goes so bad that it's enjoyable to watch as opposed to Hell Comes to Frogtown. That's the only time you've told me that you thought about quitting the podcast is Hell Comes to Frogtown. I want to remind you. It was real bad. <laughs> but, oh, man. I'll take, I'll, take, I'll take Roddy anytime. All right. All right. Um, yeah. So that's Robert Zadar. Yeah. Think about my Zadar cast. <laughs> was he in Zadar Oz? Sardoz. Oh, no, I know what you're talking about. Um, so we've been shaking things up a little bit lately. Uh-oh, are we shaking things up too much? A little bit right now. Here's what's going to happen. Okay. Uh, to our audience, there's not going to be much difference. Okay. You're, uh, what's going to happen is you're going to describe movie one. You're going to describe movie two to our audience. Then the, it's going to end with a hilarious little bit from you. Okay. To you and I, however, here's what's going to happen. We're going to... I'm going to hand you disc one. You're going to describe it. We're going to go watch disc one. We're going to come back. We're going to record the first part of the episode. Then I'm going to give you disc two and tell you what the second movie we're watching is. And that's when I'm going to insert the bit so you can describe to our audience. So we're going to teleport back in time a couple times here when I do edits. Okay. Is it important that the audience know that we're doing that? Yes. Okay. Because otherwise you didn't need to say all that. No, no, no. I think that they do because okay. uh, basically what I'm saying is 
I want you to watch one before you watch. Before I even know that the, there's a second one. Yes. That's where I'm going with this. Yeah. All right. All right. So I'm still with you. This is, there's not been a cut. No. I'm going to be handed a film, and I'm going to describe it. And I'm holding my hands out, and he's not getting the point. Okay. What would I do? <laughs> what was I supposed to be doing? You were supposed to be handing me the movie when I, I put my did, hand out. I was touching. It, it was in your hand when you said he's not getting the point. That's why I was confused. Because it took too long. I'm s- Okay. You're confused? I think I might know what the second movie is. Okay. Uh, this is The Island of Dr. Moreau uh, with Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer, whose faces are very prominent on the movie. Uh, there is some sort of weird squished up priest and a bunch of weird hands. Uh, like praising him. Uh, through DNA experimentation, Doctor Moreau has upset the balance of nature. Ooh, interactive menus. <laughs> okay, it's also a snap case, so that dates this. Yeah, and I and this is usually your bit, but this because there this is one of those movies that's basically just like check it out, we got fucking Val Kilmer. Check it out, we got fucking Marlon Brando. Uh, like the movie title might as well be Marlon Brando and Val Kilmer. That's what the movie's called. Colon the Island of Doctor Moreau. Was Val Kilmer a star when this when this started? Val Kilmer was a motherfucking star. Okay. I also uh, want to start a list at some point or something on the website. That's like a list of VHSs that Russ owned and watched over and over as a child because this is one of them. Is it? Which doesn't make any sense why this would be. <laughs> but go ahead. I like that there are six pictures on the back. Two of them are menu from the DVD. <laughs> it's, it's always always a sign of a classic there. So what are we going to see? Uh, we're going to see a, an island with a dude who does some experiments. And I'm guessing he turns, he mixes animals and man together. And it's ungodly. It's trying to be God. Cool. You want to jump to the future? Let's jump to the future. Oh wait, no. Why haven't we cut? Why haven't we hit cut yet? There's no cut. What are you talking about? You got to talk about. You don't know what the next movie is. But the audience should know what the next movie is. Yeah. But we got to go back to the last episode and record the ending. It's it's going to be simultaneously right now. I'm going to use the same thing. Oh. Well, you're gonna use, you're gonna cut in the same thing twice. Yeah, because it's so hilarious. Oh, okay. It's so hilarious. Are you fucking scrolling on your phone. All right. <laughs> Second film. Uh. So, I see a a weird, almost like Indiana Jones looking guy. Surrounded by all the animal people. Uh, it's called Lost Soul. The doomed journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. So you had questions. Mm-hmm. This is a documentary that's going to have answers. Yay. I like answers. So <laughs> you'll get some answers to some of the things that we talked about. And more things than you could even imagine. Do, do I get like 
a 20 minute treatise on what the fuck that hat is about i don't know if it's 20 minutes but you'll get some answers (laughs) i'm very excited okay we're back from the future justin what else you got for us uh yeah i did not was not expecting this well, you knew that's what we do at the end of everything you said we were going to come back and watch the movie i expected that i was going to do the, the ending bit at the end no i'll delete this and let's try again okay justin what else you got for us you're not going to delete this no that's the joke you're not going to delete that part no or this justin what else you got for us fuck you <laughs>